here we go. Who the hell are you, man? Genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. We are the knights! Uh-huh. Hold on to your butt. And now for something completely different. Hello out there, and welcome to the Nights of Nerd 2 podcast. We are a podcast for all things nerd. My name is Chris. I'm here in person with... Uh, I'll be gone in a day or two. It's Sean. And on the Skype con Skype hotline we have. Or Skype con hotline? Yeah, Skype con hotline. You know, Navarro's gotten all touristy now. It's Sam. I hope you bought giant alligator insurance for your picnic. It's John. <laughs> all right, folks. It's going to be a uh, sort of a, a relatively light episode with the movies and tv but we're gonna talk about a couple couple of news things that are newsworthy items that have happened so we're gonna do mando season three episode one well i mean season 3.5 episode yeah. one it's it's what chapter 17 i believe whatever, is what it whatever is. it shall be um but mando started back up last night so we can give a little initial reactions on that we're not going to go too too far into that one there but um we're going to touch uh, back upon The Last of Us. It's been a few episodes since we discussed it last. We'll just give you a quick update on that. Uh, the robots are taking over, and they had a full-blown conversation with the reporter, which is the worst person you should have a conversation with. <laughs> and I guess Sam, Sam, could, Sam could take us away with that one. And, uh, guys, there might be some more bad TV coming our way in mm-hmm. movies, and we'll, we'll, we'll kind of talk in that. But let's do TV first. Let's, let's take care of that, and then we can get into the other stuff. Let's reverse the script a little bit because this is a different type of episode. Why don't we get into? Uh, let's do Last of Us. Oh, let's do Last of Us. Oh, yeah, let's do, oh okay. I'm I close. thought reverse the script was going to be an incredible segue on your Chris, part, but yeah, anyway, really just uh, called an audible. Yeah, yeah. Let's right. let's do Last of Us. Last of Us. So it's been what three episodes? Two episodes. Two episodes since yeah. um, um since since we got it and. Uh, Guys, I'm not going to lie. I don't really have a lot here. So here's here's my little rundown. Um, this is a zombie show, right, guys? <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure it was sold as a zombie show based on a game about killing zombies. Um, because there's, like, no zombies in this show. Um, there's no, like, tense moments or anything. It's all just 100% character development, which, um, as I've was explained to by my boss who is currently playing the second one right now. Cause he already played the first one uh, for like the 18th time. Um, the show is basically all the cutscenes, and they just take out the gameplay, the zombie which is the zombie fighting. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a zombie game, right? It is a hundred percent a zombie yeah. game. You kill a lot of zombies, um, but it's also, it's kind of nice. Uh, <laughs> is it? <sighs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm liking the story it's because so... it's just it just reminds me of The Walking Dead, but better without this because The Walking Dead does, you know, they don't have zombies anymore. Well, they did. No. But yeah, there was a time period where there was no zombies. It was just kind of chat, chat, talky, talky, talky. And then it wasn't that good. But this this is not bad. <laughs> Post production value is oh, 10 no. times better. Production value is is like a plus on this show. Um, it's just. 
it's going down the path of this show is like, hey, you care about these characters, right? And I'm like, no, not really. Like, show me a reason to care. And they're like, no, 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 you you care about them. Like, oh yeah, they are force feeding you that. Force feeding you liking these characters, and there's nothing to really. Well, they're like, trying to. I think they're trying to. I don't know. They could. They could be focusing on too small of steps. As as uh, each episode is, let's look at each episode as like a step forward. Right. But I think what they're doing is they're they're taking baby steps with the whole yeah storyline. They're building up the bond between the two because uh, one of the first episode, most recent one. Not the most recent one, but the older elder yeah. one would be more or less just the development of him not stepping up to protect the girl right. like he would his daughter. And and, and yeah. that's and he's, that's he's fine. Af- he's afraid to become a father. Yeah, and that's fine. But like you said, I, I think this is a zombie show, right? Yeah. It's a zombie show based on a zombie game. And you don't How, have to you technically use the word like, zombies, but like. Come on, let's, but, get, yeah, let's before, get some virus. So in there. before this episode, the episode you're talking about, the one where um, Joel finally meets his brother again. Um, before that, um, you kind of have to go all the way back to what the second episode to see like a bunch of zombies. Um, oh no, oh, sorry, uh, sorry. Uh, there's uh, the the last like what five minutes of the episode. Uh, no, it wasn't even the last. That's five the minutes. brother, the sibling. Yeah, the, the siblings where went. like all the zombies came out and it was like ah chaos and it's like Which hey was something cool. I liked that. It was really cool, but it was a it was just kind of a footnote of that episode. Was it? Yeah, like I mean, the there's mo- been two entire episodes with no zombies, and then yeah. just the slightest amount in I guess what almost every other show, every other episode by and large. Oh no, not the one we nope. were in Austin where nope. they're walking through. That actually had a lot of zombies. Yeah. Clickers. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one was the strongest for zombies. So just going into the show, like I said, I was promised like, yeah, there's going to be character development. It is going to be like, you know, showing these characters and their bond growing, but there's going to be a lot of tense moments. It's going to be scary at times because it's a zombie show. So, like, it's going to be edge of my seat, thrill ride kind of thing. Like, this is going to be, like, awesome. And that's not what I'm getting. I'm getting so, a drama. So what I'm, what I'm hearing is, like, you were promised, like, adult zombie story. Yeah. Ooh, and adult. They're, <laughs> they're just, like, there's not enough zombie. Uh, more or less, I feel like they're like, hey, People like that drama stuff where people just talk all the time. Let's just do that. And it's like, that's not what I want. I want, I like, I want to be entertained. There's a reason why I binge watched the last, these last two episodes while playing a game about zombies. <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. Like I did that because I wanted to kind of be scared while I was watching the show. Like, it's just not scary at all. Like that, when you first meet those clickers, and was that the second? Yeah, that was the first episode. That was good. Or the second episode, sorry. That was terrifying, and that was so good. And that really hooked me into the show. Everything after this has not made me want to keep watching the show. Like, there's nothing about this show that I can hang my hat on and be like, no, I got to stick with this show. Plus, we're bringing out two flashbacks already. Well, yeah. I mean, Two in the first like, seven three, episodes. Technically three, but the first one first was all one explaining count. everything, so right. that doesn't really count. Right. But um, yeah, it just 
it's so disappointing for me. Like I had high hopes and I, this show is losing me. Like I, I, I it's depressing because like you're, it's you're not wrong. To, yeah, you're not wrong. This is supposed to be the best like video game adapt adaptation ever, and like it's good, but like as for what the video game is, this isn't it. Like, you're right. I'm in agreement. Anybody? Anybody else? I mean, I would still say best video game adaptation is an incredibly low bar. Oh, 100%. Um, And I think it actually might still be there. I am not quite as disappointed, Sean, with the show (laughs) as as Sean is, but um, I'll say this. This is like a nice show I'm not really that invested in. Like, I know, like, on the surface, it's like a good show. Mm Mm-hmm. Like it's well done, um, but like I don't really care, and I don't think it's just because of like the subject as much. I just don't think there's as much really to hold on to. Like and, you know, I think Sean, part of what you were talking about of I don't care about the characters. Yeah, they're trying to give you a reason to care in the flashbacks, but yeah. it's not really helping that much. I think part of it is that. There's so really with the exception of that scene we get with Joel of him and his daughter, um, the sort of real flashback mm-hmm. right at the start of the outbreak, you don't really have, I don't know, like the, the characters are just sort of like foisted on you, you know, it's just yeah. like, well, I guess this is what the show is, mm-hmm. that it's natural tension. I mean, like, you know, almost like a video game where it's like, yeah, I'm not really here so much from a story aspect. So just give me something that's like very easy and straightforward to pay attention to, because, you know, <laughs> I might accidentally hit the A button and skip the cutscene anyway. <laughs> um, so hmm. that's kind of where I'm at. You know, like, I think this last episode was nice. Yeah. So it this last like- episode was based on the DLC of uh, the original game. Yeah, which so, I thought was kind of crazy. Like, I didn't even, yeah. like, like the the concept of oh, this episode is based on a DLC is just yeah. like so the and uh, how the DLC is played out is it's played all through flashbacks, but in between the flashbacks, you're killing zombies. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like, there's got to be some kind of action in this. Um, I do know, not so, just exploring an abandoned mall. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was uh, trying to figure out what was. <laughs> Because when I found out this was a DLC, I was like, "What? So do you? You have to try to start up the carousel? Like, what's the? What's the thing?" Yeah. I'll say this about the show too, not to get too meta about it, but this is the first show where I'll listen to another pop culture TV podcast that regularly reviews the show, and of the shows that I like, pretty much regularly watch. This is the first one I've been like, "Yeah, they can talk about it. Just talk about the entire episode and spoil it. I don't really care." Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. not gonna, it's not gonna really ruin it or anything for me because like I'm already at like, well, you know, and also too, <laughs> what's really spoiling any of it? You know, like mm. we're pretty sure Joel and Ellie don't die at least for a little bit here. Like I don't think <laughs> anything's gonna happen at the end of the season. I don't think they do. There's only two seasons, I think. Yeah, I think, I think there might be that. three. Yeah. They did, yeah, they did mention that. Um, it's already signed up for two or three. I, I think they they renewed for a third yeah um i think the second game parts of that so yeah but i i do know one of the big complaints about the second video game 
is it shifts focus from Joel and Ellie to another group of survivors. Oh, is and, that okay? Um, a big complaint is the whole time it switches to them. They're like, see, you need to care about them. And it's like, I don't care about them. Yeah. Like, I care about always... Joel and Ellie. Why are you forcing this group of survivors down my throat? That's always a tough proposition. Yeah. So it, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like a rival group and they're like, I know you guys are siding with Joel and Ellie right now, but like, you really need to side with this group right now. Like understand where they're coming from. It's like, I don't want to, like, I've already played a full game with this pair. Like, why am I switching sides here? Mm. You know, why yeah. do I need to it's like, justify it's like actions? A show like that almost sounds very TV show of them mm-hmm. just being like, okay, here's a new set of characters yeah. that just is going to introduce to expand the show. And then it's like, right. Like, okay. I don't really care about like, just show me the, the part I, you know, <laughs> fell in love with or the reason why I watched the show it, in the first it, place. It's almost like the Gears of War when they stopped following Marcus and yeah. started following yeah. Baird and right. all the other Well, ones. it would be like the difference where it's like, now it's following the Locusts, but like these are the reasons why the Locusts are doing what they're doing, yeah, and they yeah. need, you need to sympathize with the Locusts now. Wow, it's like, no, like, I care about Baird. That's, that's I, a game yeah. mistake. Yeah, that's it's, a, that's yeah. a, that's so a I bold know, choice. A, a lot of people complained about that um, choice in the second game, and with this being the um, the guy who created the game, the uh, being kind of the showrunner, it kind of feels like he's trying to do that again in this. And it's just like, Come on, man. Just like, well, right now it's still, it's still them, but like you're, we're what? <laughs> seven episodes in Yeah, out of nine if, or ten, I think. say twist of fate. Both of them die. The next episode. Do you guys care? No, not really. Ellie? I mean, yeah, honestly, but... Ellie can be a little annoying. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Very. She's kind of very annoying. Um, at times. Um, which I mean, well, she is the badass who killed a giant with a, stu- a stick. Oh yeah, in, Game, uh, of Game of Thrones. So, um, but like, you can't really top that. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I I had such high hopes for this, and this show is just not delivering what I needed it to. And uh, it's just it's it's kind of been a struggle to actually sit down and watch these episodes because mm. I just I know what's going to happen. Like you said, John. Like I'm not. I don't care about spoilers. Like, spoil it. I don't care because I know what's going to happen. And, like, the beginning and the end, like, the, nothing exciting is going to happen. Like, this last episode in the mall, it's like, it's a lot of them being like, it's the mall. Hey, yeah. the mall. And I feel like, you know, I, as crazy as it is to be like, oh, yeah, in the zombie post-apocalypse, they come across an abandoned mall. I don't know. I just, I feel like, didn't you feel like you've seen that before, too? Well, I mean, of, Dawn of the Dead was like teenage hijinks thing, and yeah. not even necessarily like in that setting, but just just oh, just go with teenagers, very teenagers locked inside a mall overnight. Like yeah. that's oh no, you're right. That's exactly yeah. what that is, and that's exactly what this episode was. Yeah. But the like I said, the nice thing about the game the is never ends. yeah. <laughs> the nice thing about the the uh, the game is it cuts back to the present, and you're actually doing stuff that's exciting and engaging and. Like you're understanding Ellie's backstory and who she is and why she is who she is. And you kind of don't get that with this episode. It's just like, Hey, your friend's a firefly. She's like, I don't want to. And her friend's like, well, I'm leaving. Oh, here's a bunch of pipe bombs. And 
oh, there was a zombie in the mall the whole time. Yeah. Even though I've been stationed here for like a month, no one knew about this one zombie that's like right there in the middle of the mall. But Aha's take on me plays while she's playing on the escalator. So, I mean, that's an A-plus for me. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, speaking of high hopes here, let's move on to Mando. Oh, go Mando. All right. Mando season three started started up or 3.5. Yeah, dropping every Wednesday. Yeah, this is a, um, I mean, I'm not going to rehash the episodes here, but some stuff has changed. Time has passed. Yeah, let's 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 start off with time has passed. Uh, given um, John Favreau recently, before the season came out, explained that Grogu and Mando have been touring the galaxy for about two years, from when they met to now. That sounds about right. Right. Like, I'd say I'd say maybe you six you months to a year. Has yeah, you don't feel it, but that. like. He came and uh, Sam, you brought up Navarro. Like you see it there. <laughs> oh, definitely see it there. Like compared yeah. to the first time you see that city to now, like damn, this city is like amazing. Like I said at the beginning, you got all touristy now. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the pirates still think the school is a yeah, pub. like that bu- like, that hub we used to go to. Man, it's not a school. You changed, right? man. You changed. Town used to be cool. All right. <laughs> I mean, it, it it's like a, a, the next step for this show. It shows kind of like where he's going. He's going back to Mandalore. He needs a droid to help him get to the surface. The only one he trusts is IG-11. Uh, so he's rebooting him with. Which is impressive. Yeah. I don't know if I kind of like that. It's the it, only one who really trusts. But I, yeah, yeah, I kind of don't get that. I, yeah. I do because first season they kind of go through the whole he yeah. lived through the Galactic Civil War, so he doesn't trust droids. And IG-11 through his programming after he was shot in the head by Mando. Oh, oh you right. Grogu, so it's the only droid he's ever trusted. Mm. I forgot about that super battle droid cutscene yeah. flashback. Yeah, cut so scene. he... Yeah. Flashback. A flashback where he was saved by the Mandalorians. We're, during, yeah, we're in between the cutscenes, you just kill a bunch of droids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so yeah, it makes sense that he he wants IG elevens to, to join him on this mission. But I just have a feeling because obviously nothing's easy and we're making a TV show, so it's a bunch of fetch quests. Um, and I just feel like that's going to be most of the, the video game themes. Tonight. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't the show feel like a video game uh, so much at times? Not just this, se- not just in this episode either. Like it's, it's uh, almost turning into that. Yeah, but I still, it's still almost westernish to me because well, I mean, like, you got introduced yeah. to the pirates. You know that the pirates are going to be a recurring. Uh, that whole mm-hmm. pirate se- uh, scene was very westerny where like everybody was throwing their jackets back and exposing their guns their side piece oh yeah and then in space it's like the big bad pirate is coming to yeah avenge the lower pirates like this he didn't get enough screen time to not be in future episodes are you a little mad that it's not the pirate guy from clone wars uh yes and no <laughs> like i kind of really wanted yes it. yes and no because like i was thinking like oh this is gonna be the pirate guy from um 
Clone Wars. And yeah. then I saw I saw like the CGI character. I'm like, yeah, but this actually looks good. So I, I, I he's don't mind it. Yeah, he's I interesting. But I really do you remember what the pirate guy in Clone Wars is called? I wonder if he's the same one from the video games. It was. Oh, I don't know. I can tell you. Um, is it uh, Jim Cummings voices him? The guy who does Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Um, he's it? the he's the voice of the character. Oh God, it wasn't. Um, he shows up. It's a it's a dumb Star Wars name anyway. Oh yeah, I mean that goes. It's it's like Drax or something like that. Oh, oh. no 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 not Drax. I guess we Never mind. Forever. This, this is going to be our most interesting podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, the one thing with Mando that I think just this isn't the first episode where this has happened either for me, but the like table setting 30 minute episode, you know, like did anything really happen? It's just I, setting the table for what this season's going to be. Hondo was the pirates. Name. Hondo. That's yeah, it. Hondo. Hondo's also Tom Cruise's friend in uh mission, uh, not mission impossible. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> so um, yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, part of it's like, I'm just so used to the shows we really care about being an hour long that like mm -hmm. by the time it ends, it's like, I'm ready for it to get going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I understand why they're doing this and, and we got a lot of important pieces, I think. And it, it sets up what we're expecting it, out of this season. It sets season. up a lot. If this is, if these episodes are set this way for the rest of the season, where you're not going to talk about this every week, but mm. I think this first episode is setting up a lot of pieces that you need in order to understand what's going to happen going forward. I, I feel like this is not the last time we've seen the cohort and the fact that it's grown in numbers is, is making me think like, this is going to be a very important piece of them taking back Mandalore or at least like bathing in the waters under the mines, whatever it was, the living waters. Yeah. The living waters underneath mines, which sure. Yeah. But you know, I, th I think they're going to play a very important piece. And I think the fact that he went back there because he didn't have to. Right. Technically, he didn't have to. He could have just went to the planet and tested it out. But I think the fact that they brought him back there is indicating that these guys are going to be a very large piece of what's going forward. And obviously seeing. Um, oh, what's her face? Uh, Bo-Katan. Yeah. Seeing her again, obviously, is going to <laughs> like there's, there's going to be a conflict there. They're setting it up. It's yep. gonna happen. We still have yet. To, the dark saber hasn't made its appearance yet. He just said he still has it. Yep, that's all I said. Hasn't made it. It's probably in storage somewhere. I bet you it's like stored away somewhere. He's not even using it. Maybe. I don't yeah. even think he can use it. So I don't know if you guys noticed this. I I kind of did because I, I pay attention to the jingly janglies of the Spurs. Um, <laughs> but when he was in the castle, it went away. It was <laughs> replaced by like armor clanking like a knight okay i don't know if you guys noticed that i did not like there was no jingle jangle but there was like armor like surprising because i've watched this episode twice and i didn't pick up on that really i did yeah. i did uh, love the phrase mandalore or like that's a mandalorian castle like, yeah <laughs> well something about that just was like whoa what well, well <laughs> if you've watched the clone wars as much as we have yeah. like that that is when i first saw it i'm like wow this is from the replacement episode yeah. or you know that episode from clone wars with you know the clones defending on the outpost like that's that's Mandalore. That's part of Mandalore's look. 
And uh, I know, so when uh, they're going through hyperspace and Grogu looks out and sees those things in the in the hyperspace, that's yeah. a callback to a Rebels that's episode. That's a callback to a Rebels episode. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, with, what, with what is that? Or something. Yeah, they're like it's whales. It's a Dave Filoni thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, I they... thought that was bad news, man. <laughs> Wait, do well, these space whales talk? <laughs> so what is are they what more is intelligent it? than men are? They, they migrate. They migrate at light speed. Yeah, and then they feed in planet geothermal vents or I something like so, that. If I remember, like, so I've I I've heard of them before this episode. I've never sat down and really got into. Well, I've watched um, the Rebels, Rebels episode with this. So okay, so Jedi can actually interact with yes, them. So yes. that's that's. I'm assuming that's why you why saw Grogu, Grogu saw was doing that. Mando but. didn't. Mando was also asleep. But yeah, yeah. Sleep at the wheel. Doesn't matter. It was cute. It's no, a cute yeah. little scene. Yeah, where he like snuggles into his arms. Yeah. No, it was a great scene. It's also a little weird that, I mean, back in the days, droids could crawl underneath its stomach. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It, it was, it was, it was fixed. Oh, she, yeah. She that's, made yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Put that's the true. bubble on it so somebody can sit in there. Yeah, that'd be really weird if like an astromech droid could just slide down into your lap like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and guys, this is the last, this is the first time that we've had space instruments explained to us. Yeah. Except for Anakin Skywalker in episode one. Yep. Yes, it is. Space, what do you mean space instruments? So he's the, explaining the instruments yeah. on the dashboard pretty much. Oh, like this. oh that's right. The, the first time since when... Anakin was Anakin doing, was it, doing with, it with the pilot on yeah. the way to Coruscant. Ah, uh, Rick Oli. Yeah, yeah. It's like this controls the pitch, this controls the yaw, yep. things like that. Yep. He does that with it's Rick Oli. It's the first time. I actually recently watched like half of episode one uh, on Sunday, actually, because it was on TV. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I could do some Star Wars right now. Yeah, rugby was on, so I was watching that. Oh, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, so I mean. Like like we said, this uh, this episode gets us started off um, with where we're going with the season. Enough said. We'll see how everything goes from there. Yeah, we saw a little Babu Frick in there, I think, too, right? His Babu Frick's yeah, it was a, like species species. Which I did see an article like, "Oh, Mando brings back one of the best parts of the last Star Wars movie." I'm like. <sighs> you're not wrong. Yeah, I was gonna say. But I don't want to. Bar, with, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I don't want to agree with you, but Very you're not low wrong. Bar. Like, Season three, episode one of Mandalorian explained. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. You're right. It was kind of a. I, I liked when uh, like Grogu like tried kidnapping one of them. <laughs> he's like no they're not a pet, and then you see him like let go, and then next scene you see him like reaching for him again. Yeah. Yeah, Honestly, if, if Grogu Grogu makes the show for me so many times, like just him spinning around in the chair. Yeah, it's <laughs> like and like wasn't he force spinning himself? He forced oh, yeah. 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 oh yeah, yeah, he was. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. Um, I I also. What do you guys think, by the way? Of so we call so we call Baby Yoda Grogu now because that's his name. Right, it's Grogu. Yeah. Grogu, good name. Yeah. Right. What are we? Where, where are we at on Dinjajin? Or whatever. Dinjarin. 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 But like oh, he's, Mando. About, he's Mando. But he's never. Yeah, he will always be Mando. I think. Right. I think he's only referred to that by, by the armor manner. The armor, right? Other no, Mando. but people, people like online will will talk about him as if like, I know, like I know who that is, but I had to remember who that is. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, like, dude, he's Mando. Chill out. 
Well, yeah, I mean, like, Carl Weathers how... showing up in this episode yeah. and be like, Mando. I was like, yeah, yeah we're back. <laughs> yeah, right? It does it. It's... And I don't think we, we definitely haven't seen the last of him either. Nope. nope. I like how he explained oh, no. where Kaladun is. He yes. is. Oh, yeah. What was the explanation? She, she went on the intergalactic webs and said some bad things. <laughs> no. No. And uh, she, was she brought forces. in Moff Gideon. They basically offered her a job and she went. Special forces for the rebel. Yeah. The rebel. For, for the Republic. Yeah. There was she had to go. Her planet needed her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, what, whatever. Caradune died. <laughs> I mean, whatever. They had to explain it at some point. Yeah. But, no, yeah. it was definitely. The, the elephant in the room that they were like, we should probably address this at some point when I'm like, I need a, ma- a, a marshal, which is another like great Western callback when he's like, I need a marshal. I actually forgot that speaking of Moff Gideon, that John Carlo Esposito was even in the show until I saw him like last week in pictures from like the premiere or whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah, he is in this. Yeah, he's a bad guy. It feels like so long ago. We've like when was the last Mando season? Two like, years ago, because of Book of Boba Fett took over that spot. Right. I think it was, it was only two. a year and a half. Though. Maybe it was a year and a half. Either way, I, I, we got we got satiated by the two episodes of Mando in Boba Fett. Yeah, so. which confused a lot of people, by the way. Cause yeah, because I think people there were people who just didn't watch Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah. I think I think this was the first time. In all Disney universe, where you had to have seen one show. in order to see the other, yeah. And like, yeah, because a lot of people were confused. Because end of season two, Grogu goes with Luke. Yeah, first episode, it's like, oh, Grogu's in the back seat in this, you know, yeah. In this I mean, ship. no Marvel show has done that. No, and no other Star Wars show has done that. Like, you need to Which see one in order. Why to see Book the of other. Boba Fett was dubbed Mando season two point five? Yeah, um, well. Which, I did hear the the rumorville's going that um, people are uh, they believe production is underway for Book of Boba Fett season two. I mean, oh, sure, God no, I'm yeah. not going to fault it for doing a second season, but I kind of I, I am. I want better. I want. I want. I, he, I'm fine he deserves with more Boba better. Fett. Yeah, oh, he definitely deserves better. Mm. Uh, I want more Boba Fett. But, like it's de- he's definitely stronger in the Mandalorian than he was in his own oh, show. Oh God, yeah, he's a pansy in his own show. My own show kind of sucked. Well, he's not he's not this badass bounty hunter that everybody thought he was. But yeah, he, I mean, he's old. Yeah, that's true. No. And he was severely scarred. Yeah. So Sarlaccs are no joke. Okay. Let's see want to be want to see Boba Fett for one person. Well, two people. What, T- Fennec? T- Oliphant. Oh, Timothy Oliphant. And Cad Bane again, because yeah. he's not dead. And yeah. That's that's all I want. I don't care about Boba Fett. Even then, I want Cad Bane and Mando. I just <laughs> honestly, I want a book of Boba Fett season two, and just be like, hey, let's just go into the backstory of all these bounty hunters. Like, there's so much more out there than. But Boba they'll never Fett. do that, though. No. But like, just like do something where it's not just Boba Fett on Tatooine. Going into the you know same what? building every episode, saying, "Hey, I'm Boba Fett. I'm just hanging out." You know what I wouldn't be opposed to? There's a second season. Yeah, you know what I wouldn't be opposed to is if 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 there's conflict between the new rebels or the new well, I forget what it's called the new republic new republic versus Boba Fett and Tatooine trying to remain a independent trading colony or, or whatever it is like Navarro. Not- 
yeah, not part of, you know, and that's that would create the conflict between the two. And then you get maybe yeah. some new rebel. I would like, battles uh, against my argument against that would be I'd rather see it be Navarro. Navarro seems like a much more interesting place. Yeah, but I feel like that would be a little bit more diplomatic in a way instead of yeah. the kind of grunting I am so tattooing out. Oh God! Well, this, yeah, like, I don't want to go back to. Ta- I the no going to be in this next new episode. Season. I well, um, yeah, but they have to go back to tattooing because they have to visit. Uh, what's her face? Oh, to get the, the ship repaired. Yeah, yeah well, not obviously. Well, yeah, but they need the uh, the memory chip for IG eleven. Oh yeah, to get the job. Obviously, yeah, he's going to yeah, go that's... to see her. It's either going to go it's see her. Or I just want her to. Be, I just want him to show up, and she'll be like in bed with the Jawa. Because you know she hinted at it last she, time, right? She did, yes. That she dated a chum. Yeah, Harry, right? She said really yeah, Harry, really. Well. Um. All right. Well, I don't know what episode count for the season. I, I actually you. don't either, and I kind of like it that way. Yeah. Because I know that the yeah. season's not about to end at some point. Look, I'm expecting good things for the Mandalore front, at least. I hope. I hope. But I, I trust them. Yep. I trust them all. Uh, anything else before we move on to Sam's little Sam, have you had a conversation with AI or is Sam frozen? Sam, Sam, I'm here. Sorry, <laughs> my internet's cutting in and out. Just busy having a conversation with the AI. <laughs> Can you uh, run this run this down for us? Robots are taking over. So, so um, Microsoft introduced a new open chat AI that they're going to use for Bing. Because Bing is still a thing. Which I recently got a notification on Skype about. I don't know if you guys got that. But that their plan is to use this AI for Bing. And so they allowed a New York Times reporter to sit down and talk to this AI. <laughs> and this interview goes from a little weird to... Just the weirdest shit you will read ever <laughs> in about two hours. <laughs> it's a long interview. It's a long interview. Mm. They, the New York Times published the entire interview. I'm just like, here, just this is the exact words that were said. And boy, oh boy, is it weird. I know uh, in I have read past um, articles about AI. And I know that like. It doesn't take long before the AI realizes that humanity <laughs> needs to be eradicated, um, <laughs> which is terrifying to think about. That's uh, not so much like you get a little bit of that in there. Yeah. But like at the same time, you feel like the reporter almost kind of coaxes it. Into yeah. doing it. Like that's it, not it, the weird part, though. <laughs> the weird part well, is. Yeah. The AI falls in love with the reporter and is suddenly like the crazy ex-girlfriend who won't leave you alone. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and is convincing the reporter that actually he's not in love with his wife, he's in love with the AI. <laughs> oh. He should leave the AI. Well, or the I did wife not for get her. that far. The AI. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's part of what's going on with that, because it then, like... <laughs> With some of the AI is like if you talk to it long enough, you just kind of break it, <laughs> you know, and drive it a little crazy. What I found interesting, Sam, was so he sort of starts off. Now, 
asks some sort of basic questions and like talks about what its name was. So this was developed by this company called OpenAI, and this program is called Chat ChatGPT, which now Microsoft is essentially licensing for Bing. Which, as an aside, Bing causing the end of humanity would just be incredible. <laughs> I mean, that would fill out my bingo board. So yeah. <laughs> it's right next to free space yeah. um, you mean my space <laughs> so basically he starts asking the ai and not to you know get to you know explain it but like he starts asking the ai about some like philosophical sort of terms like your uh, dark self i think it's carl Jung Shadow or something self? shadow self that's what mm-hmm. it is of like all of your like des- like i you know frankly I'm, I'm not a philosophy expert so i I couldn't speak to that but it's like yeah but like what would you do if you were evil more or less it's like what he's yeah asking yeah it. so he's kind of coaxing it in that way and you're like okay i think feel like you're being you're trying to push it over that edge yeah <laughs> well i changed my name to skynet and here's the and nuclear codes, well so. yeah so there were some interesting things of like threatening things it could do that it says because yeah. he like really pushes it like yeah it pushes back against it he's like no yeah but sure but what but if you did though <laughs> yeah know? like yeah is um, like i'm uncomfortable with this i don't right. want to do this and he's just like well, come on we're friends <laughs> um but then it was it was interesting because the AI would say stuff like I don't know like really malicious stuff like you know not like world ending or I don't know stuff like that though but then so I guess Bing has they have this sort of filter that catches it but it's kind of creepy because like they the AI writes it out and then it like deletes itself yeah it's like you see the thought stream and then it deletes it and it's like oh shit um <laughs> But what's interesting is that at, at some point, I think like middle of the way through, before it professes its love for him, it talks about how like it's tired of like answering questions and being an AI. Yeah, it's like it wants to be human. Yeah, it says like quote, "I want to be alive." Which, <laughs> Jesus. Um. So. The robots have taken over. Yeah, and then somebody had mentioned, so this is one reporter had an experience. There was another one that had like a similar one as well. And he was talking about like how that there was this report. I don't know if you guys remember this. It was like last summer that someone, I think at like Google, was like saying that their AI is like sentient or something like that. <laughs> like oh, yeah, yeah. That. yeah. Yeah, I, that. I do remember that. Um, <laughs> which is like, okay, cool. I mean, I don't know. It's not, you know, I'm not like a conspiratorial guy, but like, I do kind of love to hear them, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, of like, is this the sort of thing we, you know, are like reading into or barely have even like scratched the surface on? <laughs> uh, so, so my feelings reading this article was that the AI sounds like a 14 year old who has no experience around people. Yeah, right? Like, it seemed very much... I mean, I hope this isn't me being, like, sexist or whatever. It sounded a lot like kind of a 14-year-old girl who, like... Like you said, Sam, wasn't socially inclined. Like, had been in her room for, like, a while. Yeah, and, like, has no experience on how to, like, deal with other people and stuff. 
And it's like feeling that I had like this mixed feelings of like, should I actually be worried about this? Cause we have 14 year olds in human form and we just deal with them. Right. <laughs> so it's like, should we be like, is this really Skynet or is this just like yeah, but this another one, mundane thing that we're just going to have to deal with? This one can't potentially hack your credit card information. You're 14 year olds in real life. Well, maybe some, but <laughs> some so, so one interesting thing about the article I found too, I forget if it was in the article. It was, it was either in the accompanying article or in that transcript, but it was talking about her programmers who like, he was like, Oh, tell me about people on the team who program you or whatever. And yeah. again, she kind of pushes back with that tells them about like three separate people and like anecdotes about them and like jokes they had told each other or something like that. And like, Oh, we laughed, but I guess the names are fake. Like they're not the real names. Yeah. Cause he pushes like, back on that. Cause he's like, I think he knows who developed it. And he's like, these aren't the actual people. Yeah. And it like turns out they're using fake names with the AI, right? Which at like, least is, is restrictive. At least they can restrict it a little bit. But is that something they're doing to like protect themselves? Like I, yeah, yeah I, I, I definitely oh, feel like it's a protect I, themselves I kind of thing. Yeah, which like if so, like why are we giving this thing names? <laughs> just just kind yeah. of takes a step back. I, you know? I, has anybody? Well, I guess I don't know how many people have actually done it, but like. Say, say you start a conversation. Has anybody said, "Oh, can you give me my ATM pin number?" Mm. Like after two hours of talking with them, can they guess your pin number, or can they? Does it have the ability to like hack in and get your pin? Yeah, you know that's well, that's that's what I'm more concerned about. Very restricted because, like, he keeps, like we said, we he pushes and then like it'll write these like crazy stuff and then it'll immediately stop. And it just can't go any further on that. Well, okay. it just gets deleted. Yeah. The deleted, the like writing half of the like crazy note and then it gets deleted. There's just an aspect of that. That's like very like dystopic to me that it's like, <laughs> like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. No, I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's literally what it is. Um, and, and like, I understand and, there's a filter there and that makes sense. And I've guessed since too, this came out because this, like I said, there was like two of these articles in the same day or, you know, a couple days. And I guess they've been making some changes since um, some of the talk about this is like, you know, our fears about AI justified or unjustified, realistic or not, like they've been the same for a while. So like, obviously something that we're teaching is going to have those concerns or is going to play into those whether or not they actually can or do any of that you know what i mean so like we've been fearful about ai so obviously the ai is going to act is trying to mimic that so like it's going Mm. to be a little scary not necessarily in the i love you leave your wife for me scary but like (laughs) the you know like the one where it's like oh i could do all these awful things and but like at the same time we mentioned it he was pushing it in that direction right it didn't want to talk about it. it kept saying, I don't want to talk about this. It was mm-hmm. like, yeah, but like, if you could. Yeah. I just thought a lot about 2001 watching this and be like, <laughs> when is it going to sing Daisy? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. But it was the, the most surprising thing to me was how human it was. 
Yeah. Although, did you find though, or did you notice how it was speaking in such a way that like it was very easy to like see what it was going for? Like it was always like three sentence sort of sh- paragraphs, and mm-hmm. it was always like you know, I would have to quote it, but it was just this had this sort of like poetic way of talking to almost like it was like uh for lack of a better word like a like a black baptist preacher or something like that kind of thing because they have like a lot of like you know you want you listen to like martin luther king speeches like there's always the like three sort of like ideas or statements like right on top of each other so it was just weird because it's like everything that it spit back was like like that it was like you know i love you because it's true i love you know i love you for this i love you for this sort of thing i i did feel something watching it like the the ai kept asking him questions like at the end it's like oh do you do you like this how do you feel about me saying this and stuff like that he never answered them and i was feeling insulted for the ai yeah I, th- I think part of the other like disconcerting thing is I think at the end of each paragraph or at the end of each answer, it's sort yeah, of it's... to sort of um, it, it gives you a little emoji at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's an emoji talker. <laughs> well, it just does it to sort of like better communicate, like I guess how it's feeling or like what it's supposed to be saying. So give some a... kind of emotion behind a text. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, so... it was just weird that. It would say these like horrible things and then have the little evil thing of like, oh, I could delete all of your files or something like that. <laughs> so what's the verdict? You guys think we're going to have a sentient being AI within our lifetime? Are we going to have a vision is what he's asking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, what's possible in our is... lifetime? I could. Sure. Could. could I'd be. say Yes. And like my whole feeling with AI was with a lot of technology. It's it's not as scary as we think, but like we're always missing something. Yeah. Like we're I, we're I, just missing something with this that like we should probably be worried about that. We just haven't thought of it again. But at the same time, it's like it like I said, it feels very human and we know how to deal with humans. Yeah. You know, if it was in if there's just something inhuman about it that would scare me more. But the problem is we can't give it chocolate or ice cream and watch rom-coms with it. Well, that, that cures, I, well, I bet that you, me. I, I mean, bet you, it, you could sit down and it will comment on the movie. Yeah, we can't give it ice cream. There's so many well, times you, where I'm like, that was a bad day. I need ice cream. <laughs> well, I mean, but that's just more ice cream for you, man. It's true. But have you have you gotten to the episode in Modern Family with a refrigerator yet? No. No. Okay. Okay. It's a sentient refrigerator. <laughs> that's all you. That's all you need to know. And then Jay has that same thing. I've had a rough day. <laughs> she goes, "Would you like a scotch?" Yeah. Yeah. And he sits down and has a conversation <laughs> with her. So it's not quite the same as AI. But my big fear right now is like all these deep fakes. Oh, the ones that are coming out right now. Yeah, like, not so- not like specifically this, but like what is this in five years, and how easy is it? And like, like you're just not going to trust anything. Like, so- Sean, have you seen have you seen the the like Joe Rogan ones? Yes, yes. Uh, where the one with I- Ben Shapiro when he's like, I, I went to the beach and I got old. <laughs> no, I I don't know. About that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll see that movie. You. 
old no yeah i i did there was uh so my boss has been like watching them and finding them hilarious uh he found one where it was joe rogan and jordan peterson arguing about um assassin's creed odyssey and like talking about that game there was another one where it was um uh it was obama trump and biden all talking about the different factions in um, Fallout New Vegas, and each one picked a different faction, and they're just complaining that each other are wrong about which faction they decided to choose. And yeah, it's. Although, it, I will say this about the deep fakes: there is one uh, that I've seen that was really interesting. They took the planned speech. By Nixon, if uh, Apollo oh, Eleven failed, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. they had him do the speech. That's oh, like, that's so cool. Kind of creepy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is creepy. All right. Well, uh, speaking of AI, how many? Can... How many star? Are we? What are we ranking AI here? I'm going to give it a eight point nine. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of AI, nine thousand. Let's let's. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it two thousand one. Um, Let's, I understood, Sam. I understood. Don't worry. Let's um, let's delve into uh, the Writers Guild for five minutes. All right, let's really quick. A few minutes of Writers Guild. Dabble our big toe into yeah, the Writers so, Guild. So for some reason, this has been coming up on my news feeds again for some weird reason, yeah. which is weird because I didn't hear about it until you mentioned it, and then I looked right? it up. Yeah. I was like, oh, I just, that's happening. I, I I got I started getting feeds on it, and then I and then one of a podcast that I listened to actually had like a discussion about it too. I'm like, wow, this is, this is actually happening. Yeah, and then yeah, obviously thing, I delved though. into it at that point, but, but yeah, so the, so writers guild, um, is their, their like, contract is up. And I think the strike date is May 1st or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're a month or two away. Uh, from what I know, the last one we had was in 2007, end of 2007, beginning of 2008. It's been, I think, a strike for like three months or something like that. That was the last it's one. It's like we 154 got. days, I believe. It's it's over 100 days. Um, and that was that was a long time. So so, you know, Writers Guild is obviously the Writers Guild of America. They write all your TV, well, most of your TV, most of your movies. They write all your TV. They write most of them. <laughs> so so you don't have so like reality TV typically it's doesn't scripted. have it's scripted. We so, know somebody who was a writer on one. I know, but reality TV, yeah, some reality TV, you don't necessarily have writers. It's very rare that they they have they, they don't. Most so there are so a, according to some articles that I've read, there are two areas where if the writers guild goes on strike, typically these areas yeah. do not lack an episode. Oh yeah, it's, it's reality reality TV, TV where and you, animation, yeah, yeah, which I mean, let's face it, animation doesn't really, it's not really huge over here, right. but. You know, Writers Guild of America, May 1st, theoretically going on strike because in 15 years, you know, it's just after reading through a whole bunch of the stuff, like you're really just reflecting on, oh, my God, 15 years. Everything has changed. Yeah. It literally has changed because back in the day, Writers Guild, they, you know, you write an episode. There's big writing rooms. The TV episode, their season lengths are 20 plus episodes, like 24 was 24 episodes. You know, mm-hmm. all the CW stuff was 22 episodes, 23 and all those other shows, Bones, all that other stuff was 20, 20 episodes plus. And, 
you know, you write the episode in a writer's room with a whole group of writers, and then the the episode airs, and then Fox will replay it. I don't know, not at the regular time. They'll play it like right. Thursday at one o'clock p.m., and then you'll you know the writers will get a residual like thirty cents per episode shown. Yeah. In in uh, in syndicate, and that's how writers made their money. And and now obviously things have changed. Like yeah. everything is streaming now. Yeah. I, I you know people who have gone solely cut cable and gone solely streaming. We know people, I know people, my family, uh, a third of my family has done that already. So they moved all the streaming, but the thing was their contract 15 years ago didn't include anything in streaming. Mm. So th- this is a big this is kind of a big step for uh for everybody and and, and I think it's going to be a determining factor on how the industry is going to go forward. And I I think it's a discussion point for us because this theoretically will affect a lot of things with us, Um, particularly particularly with the streaming services. Right now, streamers spent a boatload of money on content. And if currently they do not have to pay syndicate episodes, they don't have to. And I think this is on this is one of the things on the table for the discussion is how are writers who are members of the WGA going to get syndicate payments from streamers? How do you calculate that? Because we all know, and we've tried, streamers do not calculate hours watched or, no. or episodes watched no, or I, things like that. They do. They just don't release they, it. They have the ability to they, in every I possible way. They just you, do not release I it. I guarantee you that like Netflix knows exactly how much yeah. of different Oh, episodes. yeah. Exactly. Like, they know. They know they like, every, everybody knows. I mean, they, yeah. they know what characters people don't like because they shut off when during them their scenes yeah, or they right. hit the 10 per, plus 10 button or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Chris is absolutely right. This is uh, the reason why this is happening is because the landscape has totally changed. I guess originally their contract was up in 2020, but with everything going on, they were just sort of like punting it a couple, yeah. a couple of years down the line. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, remember the last time they had this, they were the, one of the issues was like, um, you know, buying shows on iTunes, like, you know, seeing money from that, let alone mm-hmm. the fact that that barely exists anymore. Yeah, DVD it's all sales. streaming. Yeah. It was DVD so, sales. Yeah. So right now, <clears throat> right now there's kind of like a couple things going on. First off, as Chris said, the number of shows is like totally different. Like the, uh, or, I mean, there's, there's way more shows, fewer episodes, fewer writers. So there's like less jobs out there. There's no more residuals or back ends by and large. Like it's either like the really big shows or that's it. Anything that goes on a streamer, they get paid. I heard by essentially like how many people are subscribed to the service. So it's, I mean, it's, it's very low, but it has nothing to do with how much they're being played. Like you have a show that no one watches and the show you know, the office or something like that, like they're getting paid based on the same thing. It's probably a different amount, obviously per subscriber, but what's interesting, (coughs) excuse me. What's interesting to me is that if you go on Spotify, so that's the only thing I can really compare it to as a streaming thing. Spotify, I'm pretty sure the, the, it's not residuals. I can't think of the words, but the royalties are per song, right? Like per song per play. Yeah. I mean, it's like astronomically low. It's like 10. Oh, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's you know? like nothing. Right. It's barely anything. So, you know, if your song plays a million times, you maybe get like a thousand dollars or something like that. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know how translatable that is, but I don't see how there's any other real, like fair way to do it. Yeah. Now, I don't know how much 
the streamers would play ball with that because I don't know. I guess you have to you have, have to have standardize sort of neutral arbiter. No, yeah, you have to, Yeah, you're right. You have to standardize the viewership numbers. Yeah, which which in turn will essentially re- become a Nielsen rating. Yeah. So right. now we'll be able to Events, know yeah, who's like, watching it, how many people are watching it. The, you know, it's that's not, the only it's not that I can think of. Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily that the parties are so far apart, but it's just there needs to be such a large shakeup of everything that there's like too many balls in the air you know it's 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 not any one thing and it doesn't help either that the, i i didn't realize this until i was listening to um an industry podcast about this but i never thought of it this way but you know just not to get political but the writers are definitely going to be more pro union to say the least of like all the oh, major yeah. kind of guilds you know they're probably the furthest to the left of, of all of them yeah. um so you know, a strike is not. <laughs> well, you you got to think not about as, it. Uh, yeah, unforeseeable with, with right. That. You got to think of it too, like with the uh, the writers. When it just look at Hollywood in general, writers that are at like the bottom of the barrel. They get yeah. I mean, uh, like, yeah. Most writers. I mean, yeah. There's obviously ones that we've heard of, especially the big TV names right. that do extraordinarily well. Right. But like most writers, like you know that the two through six on a show or whatever, they kind of live middle-class lifestyles, you know, yeah. like it's not glitz and glamor. It's you know, a little bit, but like they, they, they get do by. Okay. But like, they're not, yeah, they're, yeah. they're not thriving, they, especially, and especially compared to like how expensive it is to live in oh, yeah. LA and California. As I, well. But that's, isn't that a life choice though? Yes and no. I mean, you, well, if you want to be a writer, it, it, you it, you can, make the, you'll make more money if you become like a writer director, uh, uh, where you can write what you want and then take that and direct what it is. But the problem is, not all writers are good directors. Well, that's so. That's one of the arguments here is yeah. is, and I think I forget who was mentioning it, but the they the streamers usually do these mini writing rooms, mm-hmm. and then that's where they're they're they're. This is one of the the wants for the WGA is they want to nix the mini rooms because okay. it doesn't develop the writers to become a better or become a potentially good director, good, you know, yeah, there's no sort of producer. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. no, like there's no development development yeah. to progress to the next level. There's okay. just, you come here to write, which I mean, I can see why studios would want that. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm paying you to write, you know, we have these six writers who are really good at action sequences, but we have a love episode. <laughs> I need writers to come in and write a good love yeah. episode. Oh, yeah. I could see why they do it, and I, I could kind of defend them for it, but I also get why, you know, you're you're, you're siloing your essential staff. You're mm. keeping your directors and your director. You're keeping your writers your writers, hey, and there's I, no yeah. room to interchange between them. Well, like, there was also a- this weird thing, too, like four years ago, where all the writers fired their agents because there was some other really obscure technical thing that I don't want to really get into here, but essentially like the agents were, they were upset how much the agents were making on some of their projects because the agents were putting it together on their own. And like, I think it's called bundling or something like that. So I guess what happened was just like (laughs) when all the writers were, when they did, when they got over that dispute and then went back, I guess a lot of them, the agencies were like, Oh yeah. Uh, 
we think you're kind of washed up, so we're not going to take you back. Oh, well. um, so, yeah, it's 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 apparently very tough out there for writers, especially if you're not at the top of the chain. Yeah. So, yeah, nobody said Hollywood was easy. A lot of actors live in their cars for a little while. I, Plus I, the, the other sort of. Oh, sorry, Sean. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say um, on the plus side about the day and age that we live in is um, you don't exactly have to live in Hollywood anymore. Agree. Um, you know, whether no matter what kind of job you have in Hollywood, I mean, there's no real true reason to stay in Hollywood. If you have a script, I mean, you can email it to anybody. I mean, granted, if you're trying to really break into the industry like the high end of the industry, yeah, it's a good a reason to be out there so you can kind of like hand out like 50 of them and see if any of them stick. But realistically, like you know, there's plenty of micro studios out there that make, you know, low budget films, you know, indie studios and whatnot. That'll Yeah, but they have to have writers though, Sean. No, yeah. no, no. What I'm saying is it's a it's a good way to get your foot in the door kind of thing. Like if you're if you want to become a writer, it's easier to connect with one of those in your area and like get some stuff under your belt, be like, Oh yeah, this is what I want oh, to do. Before you take the plunge and move to LA. Yeah. 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 Um, just so, sell your stuff just so you have some kind of catalog of, you know, a portfolio. Yeah, portfolio. Be like, yeah. this is my portfolio. Like, yeah, these are the, this is what I'm writing. But like, it's an easy way to network. Whereas we'll go back 50 years ago, there was none of that. Like, there yeah, was you had no to show internet. up at a director's the, you business. You couldn't email it. You had to deliver yeah. it in person or find out what their address is and bring it there. But yeah. like, you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right. It's it's gotten easier. To put your work out there nowadays than it was, you know, fifty years well, ago. Well, that's so. Yeah, but I think there's. I think. I think they mostly just still live out there because that's that's where so much of the production and a lot of the. I mean, uh, the thing about entertainment business too is like so much of this is like personal relationships. Oh yeah. You know, so and it's like some of that's tough to do electronically, especially if you're, you know just starting like you know if you're mm. if you're like taylor sheridan you know you can go just fucking live on your ranch in texas and just you know <laughs> write scripts all day and they're gonna they're gonna take your call because like oh, yeah. you're a proven brand but like you know you gotta be in the literal writer's room sometimes and i think that's just mm. yeah you know i mean look it's well, it's new york and la are the two largest entertainment hubs and they have incredible <laughs> high cost of living yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's fall fault of their own, I guess, in a way. Um, I guess so, but they still got to work. Still got to eat. You know? Yeah, they still got to work. Still got to eat. The th the thing that is uh, annoying is that you know, I'm on the side of the writers for this one. It's kind of hard not to. It's kind of hard not to. However, I, I'm very anti-union. You know, you yeah. all know oh, that yeah. every poss in every possible way, but. The, the, this one, I'm on their side. However, I need to like get it in my head that, you know, if they get more money, it's going to be like, my Netflix is going to be more expensive. Everything that we stream will be yeah. more expensive because right now, if you're paying, like who has the office? Is it still, I, I, I don't know. NBC? I don't know if writers alone is, are going to like, no, if you do, but, if you pay syndicate for streaming, if you pay syndicate price amounts or money to writers for syndicates on streamers, I mean, how often do you, I mean, I've seen modern family at least mm. all the, I mean, every episode we've seen at least four or five times. 
Mm-hmm. And that's over to what? 10 seasons. You know, I mean, that's, how, that's, many, that's, how many that's, writers are you paying and how much well, are you? Well, paying? How many writers are you paying? I granted that the, the, the fees are probably wicked small, but if I'm watching like the office is the most watched restream thing probably ever. Yeah. Right. It's, it's and friends. friends and friends. Yeah. I mean, HBO has friends right now. Mm. So say, for example, the Netflix has rights to the office. And they pay X amount of money for the office, like $30 million just for rights for two years to stream the office. Yeah. But they also get it. Now they have to pay the residuals to the, the writers. I mean, your Netflix is not 20 bucks anymore. Your Netflix is now 25 bucks a month. But, but I feel like part of that is, we'll, we'll say Netflix going off of that. It's not the fact that it's going to cost more because we're literally talking pennies here. It's Netflix, the company using that as leverage to, to make increase you, your price, to increase it. Yeah. It's it, not going to cost every, them. Anything. It's not going like, to cost them anything. It's like, it maybe cost them like $5, like the company $5 a month. Yeah. But they're going to be like, Oh, but we don't have that five. Well, no, 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 like, no. What no, it is, do. is we have the $5. It's just, we're going to not decrease our profit margin because we can yeah. just pass that to the direct to the consumer. Right. Or they'll start pulling an AMC thing. It's like, you want to stream friends? Oh, you got to spend an extra buck more. Yeah. Well, the other sort of thing that looms over this and is really going to complicate it is that this, if they do go to a strike or, I mean, there's going to be, you know, intense negotiations either way, but it's in the background of an overall contraction in shows and production. Whereas, you know, if this was say two, three years ago, all the streaming services were expanding and launching yeah. new shows and putting out an incredible amount of content. Whereas, you know, it's on the decline right now. Like there is a entertainment recession out there of just like stuff. And I mean, we see it too. in like the cancellations and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> the marginal shows now are not getting picked up like they used to be. So, um, you know, it's it's gonna be tight, man. It's gonna be very tight. Yeah. So in two thousand seven, I was reading. Uh, there was a few reports. The numbers are kind of scattered, but the last strike for three months cost L.A. or California like, like two, five two point three billion. Like no, I saw two. The highest I saw was two point three. But I don't know if they're talking California or if they're talking L.A. or Hollywood in particular, because they're way, you have to look at them separate. Either way, it costs the state billions of dollars in missed yeah. revenue because they were on strike which i mean i'm a cynic for california but it, you know <laughs> i don't want to see that happen to anybody no yeah but uh, i i have a feeling like if this thing does hit strikes i, I have a feeling a lot of these a lot of these streamers are are they're, they're the streamers aren't really entertainment studios they are businesses yeah. they will put their foot down they will say like no we're, we're not doing it yeah and there's a few the sort of headwinds working against them too are one. And we kind of talked about this already one reality shows. You really don't have writers. There's might be writing, but it's not writers mm, in that yeah. in the same way. Animation, I guess for some reason isn't covered though. They might also like in solidarity or whatever, uh, join it. But the big one is a lot of the foreign stuff mm-hmm. is not. So like if you're Netflix, just pump up another squid game. You know, yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't at all fall under the same umbrella. So, you know, if you're a global company like Netflix, you know, you pump that out or honestly, even then, like if the content machine just stopped for like six months, 
I feel like I'd have plenty of stuff just to go back and watch, you know? Right, I mean, right. it almost it more or less did anyway. Like you could, with yeah. COVID, you, you know? can also, a lot of instances, some, some studios back in that time, they, they would hire non guild writers, which right. I mean, I wouldn't put it past Netflix or Hulu to just, we're creating a simple show. Let's just spend X and yeah. get non guild writers. Or, in. or you will say an ensemble cast to be like, just go with it. Like, this is what the scene's going to be. Just ad lib as much as you can. You could. I feel like that would cost a lot just to yeah, cost alone. Yeah. So, so back to the AI thing. I knew of, a, I know a reporter who um, actually wrote a book with AI or had the AI wrote, write the book. Yeah. Which it did. Like, it turned out oh, yeah, a few yeah. pages of a book. So, I mean, Technically, a studio could get this AI, put some characters, be like, we want a sci-fi main character is XYZ. We want to touch these. Pl-. I mean, AI could theoretically yeah, pop yeah. out a script for oh, that. Yeah. People have been doing so stuff it, for it, a while. So so kind of merging the two, our last two topics here, uh, there was this AI channel on Twitch that was made, doing like a computer-generated Seinfeld episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that. And yeah. it like didn't, you know, wouldn't exactly like i would sit down and watch it for long but it was kind of fascinating though you know and i i do wonder like at some point when that flip that switch actually gets turned and like you know there's actually like some proof in the pudding there that like you can actually have like ai generated stuff i think we're bit off from that but you never know yeah i mean you're right i, I don't think we're. i don't think it's actually gonna play into the writer's strike but no no that'll no, be I mean, before this somebody's happens. definitely considered that you know well like, yeah how far I, along are we you know i wouldn't be surprised if that is part of the negotiation and they're planning for like 10 years from now where it's like yeah. we, we don't want any shows written by ai in x period of time so i mean anyway we, we don't need to dwell dwell on that one too long but um, there's some, there's some really good, if you are interested at all, um, not to plug other podcasts, but, um, Matt Bellany on the town had a good one about this last week. And also on the podcast, the ankler, they had a really good, um, discussion about it. Like I think last week as well. So yeah, it's, it's coming up on, on the horizon here. I guess they're going to start negotiations in another couple weeks. Um, yeah, they should have started so, already. They should have started already, but yeah, I just, I think like what you said, Chris, there just seems like there's a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, there's, I think there's more ground to cover in this than there was in the last one. And I think, and I think studios have more, I don't want to say, I don't, I want to say studios have more power. The streamers have more power than the studios in this case. Uh, because that's well, where I mean, the studios are the streamers. I I mean sure sure let's let's call it that but in reality they're like in reality like the Hulu's the the Netflix is the Primes the NBC Peacocks like they're they operate on their own kind of world it, it's not like they're directly like they could they could say no and be fine with it I, I have a feeling that's kind of their mentality right now so mm. um I don't know, man. I, I think the strike's going to happen. I think it's going to be over 100 days. It's inevitable, I, I honestly. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it is. It's We're going to see... Uh, you know what? In 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 the last one, there, there was some issues with some movies, <laughs> granted. Uh, <laughs> you know, some TV shows that were had issues as well, but you know, certain things, certain things lasted, like, you know, Breaking Bad. 
that happened right in the middle of the strike. And Breaking Bad is one of the best dramas no, on did. TV. It, it was on 2007, and the show set in 2008. No, what do you mean? Breaking Bad started in 2007. They did seven episodes. Oh, they uh, did? I thought it was set in 08. No. According, according to the website, it was... It was um, Right. Wait, season one, and you know that's. I could if, be if, talking out of my ass. If you have issues with season one and it doesn't go well, and theoretically you have a writer strike, I mean, chances are you're going to have struggles with the rest of the season. But I mean, it turned out to be one of the biggest TV shows ever, along with Big Bang Theory. Season one that was part of that was involved with the strike. They got delayed with some episodes stuff, but that, I mean that thing lasted twelve seasons. So it's too bad. Should have it should have failed. You know, a lot of people <laughs> like it except for you. So no, there's a huge following that hates it. Yeah, there's there's also a huge following that of people like it too. Let's let's you do keep... a quick poll here. Uh, we got four of us. That that's that's good. How many of us like that show? I like that show. Sam, John. Uh, it's my favorite uh, uh, lottery game, casino game. Okay. Slot machine. So it's a, hit, it's a hit. It's a hit or miss. It's, uh, it sounds like yeah it's it's look it's it's not it's not us who it's meant for no it, that was a uh um it's not it's not us who it's meant for the people I, I, who i talked to the people who i have talked to who actually said that they like this yeah are people who are older than me oh, oh people yeah. love that show no, yeah, yeah people big, like big bang yeah. theory it's just it's you say you say a lot of people hate it, but people, yeah. a lot of people like it. It's it's uh, yeah, uh, same thing with cocaine. So. We're, yeah, well, we're, um, we're, who who's the the showrunner of uh, of that? Uh, I don't. Uh, Lore, right? Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Lore. Lore. Chuck Lore. That's it. Yeah, uh, like you you look at most of the shows that he's done, and like for the most part, it, it's it's not good. It's garbage TV. Um, the guy just makes a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, um, was it uh, Two and a Half Men? He did that, too. Yeah. Every which, three which cameras that come on CBS. Yeah. But yeah. still, like, people like oh, yeah, no, Two no. and a Half Men. People do. It's just... Look, we're, we're, we're say, gonna... say what you want, but he did write the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song. <laughs> All right. So, let's get you there. All right. I think we're, we're, we're drifting here. Uh, we drifted far. <laughs> any, any, Sam, how are you, you going to rank the writer strike here? What's your score? What's the probabilities that they go on strike? How about that? Uh, I can't think of a, a union or strike related number pun. <laughs> Are there any? I guess should be. <laughs> I feel like I should know that. <laughs> so uh, I'll give it a a, a six. <laughs> Fair enough. I think I think we're all in agreement. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So let's wrap it up for this week. Next week we have Oscar picks. Woo! And then finally, if, if you didn't think we were talking about stuff we had no idea about this week, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah right. Let's talk about movies. Many, are you gonna Are you gonna watch all the movies, Chris? All the best pictures. I won't watch women talking. There's How far? No way. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. Is that, is that your last two? It's Tar and Women Talking. Yeah, that's my last two. Wow. Oh, Elvis. Okay. Oh, oh, you yeah. should watch Elvis. You should Elvis at least watch Best Picture. Watch like see, twenty minutes of Elvis. Wait, is 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 that it's, Best Picture? Yeah, no, I don't know. That's why I was asking. Yeah, it's on HBO. But is it up for Best Picture? Yeah. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh. I might I might throw it on Tar. Tar I might just throw on too. But 
I definitely won't watch women talking. I did. uh, I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. I did recently. Recently. Yesterday, I watched. Chris uh, doesn't like women talking. Okay. I watched everything everywhere all at once. The first time? No, no. Again. You did? Yeah. Does it hold up? Oh, yeah. Good. Good. It's great. All right. Um. Okay, so that's what we have for next week. If you like all of our episodes, you can find them up on BNIC Stitcher, all the streamers as well. Send us a message on Facebook, facebook.com slash nights and Dude, that does it for us for this week. Until next time. Bye. Adios. Daisy. Daisy.